0: Peace be with you, in Jesus' name. We celebrate the cornerstone of Christ Jesus. If you're building an archway of stones, you would need to find the perfect fitting piece to finish it off. And Jesus tells us that he is this essential piece that completes everything. Once we put Jesus in the place of honor and glory, everything else goes together because he is, as Paul describes, the prize for which God has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 3 You, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep, I wake again, because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. In humility and repentance, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ Jesus and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Upon this, your confession, I announce the grace of God to you. And by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray, Lord God, our Redeemer, you delivered your people Israel from bondage and captivity, grant that we may also look to you in faith as our deliverer from sin, death, and the devil, that we, your people, may honor and proclaim Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In this fifth week of the season of Lent, we turn to God's sacred word. From the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, beginning at verse 16. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick? Forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, beginning at verse 8. Paul writes, What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ." the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 20th chapter, beginning at verse 9. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went on to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard, rented it to some farmers, and went away for a long time. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty handed. He sent another servant, but that one also they beat and treated shamefully and sent away empty handed. He sent still a third. And they wounded him and threw him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my son, whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they talked the matter over. This is the heir, they said. Let's kill him and the inheritance will be ours. So they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. what then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. (laughs) Well, when the people heard this parable from Jesus, they said, may this never be. And Jesus looked directly at them and ask then, What is the meaning of that which is written in Psalm 118? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. The teachers of the law and the chief priests looked for a way to arrest him immediately because they knew he had spoken this parable against them. But they were afraid of the people. Keeping a close watch on Jesus, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is both optimistic and realistic about human nature. He is optimistic that with a little faith and just a bit of trust in God, Things can go very well for us, as God guides us by His Spirit. But Jesus, He's also realistic. Jesus is expecting that we will always be capable of making the same mistakes again and again. God in his heaven has watched powerful leaders make bad choices again and again, never learning from past history. God has watched people like you and me get trapped in patterns of thinking and feeling that lead us around in circles. So, here is Jesus wanting to give us good reason to have some faith and trust in God, who is always being faithful to his promises. Jesus will offer himself as the cornerstone, he says. He is the capstone no one has yet seen. Standing in Jerusalem, Jesus is living proof that God will persistently reach towards us to fulfill his promises of love. The city of Jerusalem that Jesus was standing in It was almost entirely built out of stone. So, everyone could easily imagine walking by a pile of stones that just did not get used in some building of something or other. And after a while, the pile of stones just gets ignored by everyone But in this pile, there is a perfect stone. It is the stone that could begin and end the perfect, eternal, and infinite building of God. Jesus says he is that perfect stone in the pile that no one has yet seen for its great value. But Jesus, he's realistic. He knows the history. The pattern often repeated is that God's reach towards his people has been ignored or rejected again and again. Jesus is the son of the living God reaching out for us yet again standing with his feet on the earth now. And, well, Jesus could, st- could certainly tell us stories that were beautiful and elegant to illustrate the character of God's mercy or God's love. But here, now, Jesus tells a story that is brutal and direct, to describe his expected reception. He says, a man leaves his vineyard to some farmers, and every time the man sends someone back to the farmers, they mistreat him and reject him, sending him away empty-handed. And even when the son of the vineyard's owner comes These farmers reject him, and they kill him. And, well, this news had not changed in 700 years. Isaiah the prophet had described the fate of God's messenger. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Now, here he is. Jesus now stands in Jerusalem. He is this man of sorrows who yet again will be rejected. But at the same time, he will also be the one Isaiah heard say. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Jesus is the stone the builders rejected, and now he is the capstone that makes it all good. How will he create this open new way in a world where the history and pattern will repeat itself yet again? The powerful men of Jerusalem were looking for ways to arrest him They sent spies to try to catch Jesus in some way so that they could hand him over to the authority of the governor. The Jesus little story about the farmers in the vineyard will now play out on the streets of Jerusalem. The persistent and loving God has come. Even though he will be rejected, here he is, the cornerstone, the capstone sent from heaven. It's easy to keep making the same mistakes again and again, isn't it? But Jesus begins a new thing with us. And here well, it might have seemed a little loony, to stand with him on the streets of Jerusalem. Anybody could see the storm that was coming, but if you knew the promise of Isaiah the prophet, you could see what was really happening here. Isaiah had said it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Hearing those words now, you and I can see that something sacred and holy was going to happen. We can see this surprising, beautiful gift. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Sometimes a construction site can be a bit of a mess for a while, while something great is being built. Here is God. Showing his power and strength in the most unlikely way. They will crucify him. But Jesus will accept his rejection and be victorious, building the most perfect of archways, leading to eternal blessings for us. For us, during this season of Lent, We began to talk on Ash Wednesday about taking this journey with Jesus. We have listened to his stories. We have grown richer by his wisdom. And wandering the hills of Galilee with him, well, we have watched miracles of healing and transformation. Our strength grows every day we have spent with him. And now, we get to see what Paul calls the surpassing greatness of Christ Jesus. Entering Jerusalem, Jesus will inspire us to believe that on this journey, everything has been for a reason. Every hard turn or painful step makes us look for Him again. Now we will stand and watch. As the crucified one will make it all right, true, and good by this holy sacrifice, this is a real path that Jesus has made for us now. Other trails would just lead us in circles back to where we were before, only to walk around to the same place again. But now, now we follow Jesus through the archway of which he is the capstone. This path goes forward forever. Here we join Paul on this path, who tells us, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I think Jesus really likes Psalm 118. He was thinking of Psalm 118 as he got ready to go to Jerusalem. He was ready to celebrate with this psalm as he rode into Jerusalem, hearing the crowd sing its words of praise. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. There's a part in this psalm for every part of his journey. As history repeats itself and God's prophet is rejected, Psalm 118 speaks for him. I was pushed back and about to fall. But the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. There's a part of Psalm 118 for us to hold on to on that hardest day we will have with Him. I will not die but live, it says, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. There's a part of Psalm 118 that waits for us until the darkness clears and the light of a new day begins. Then, Psalm 118 sings, Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteousness may, the righteous may enter. I will give thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. Yes, now we see it perfect and beautiful. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Let me pray for you that you might be so blessed. Good Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you for what Jesus has done for us. On our days of pilgrimage, bless us with faith and strength to press on toward the goal, to win the prize for which you have called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. May we be so blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. From thence, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offerings. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. Together, let us pray. Great and good Father in heaven, help us to grow in confidence in you as our Savior and Deliverer. You have delivered your people according to your promises in the past. Help us to be confident that you will always be there for us in the future to fulfill all of your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Deliverer, you have blessed your people in the past with the wisdom of your love and compassion. So today, may your forgiveness and grace be ours to share in our homes, families, workplace, and schools. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Deliverer, you are the cornerstone, our rock and fortress, a very present help in trouble. Be a help to those among us who are in need of healing and restoration. According to your gracious will, restore them to health and grant them grace. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Gracious Deliverer, grant wisdom to fathers and mothers and all to whom you entrust the care of children. Lead families to raise children in your truth and grace, sharing the wonder of your presence in our lives together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, Throughout our days of pilgrimage, guide us on our way, that we may be led by the clear light of your Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 118, verse 1. O Lord, fill us with new strength, that we may glorify you. Give us joy in your care and wisdom in your direction. Send us forth this day with your blessing. And bless us with your peace. For Jesus' sake,